Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to the Nashville Restaurant Radio Roundup. My name is Brandon Still, and I am joined, as always, with Delia Joe Ramsey. She is the editor of Eater Nashville. How you doing, Delia? I'm doing all right. I'm I am super excited today because we have a guest host, as we have been doing for the last six weeks. And this week, I am excited to have somebody who's a very shy individual, doesn't speak his mind, doesn't, uh, does, who shies away from all the topics. So we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to really coax him out of this this shell that he lives in. Uh, Nick Gidry, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. See right there, see this guy. <laughs> now, obviously, Nick is very outspoken and not afraid to speak his mind, which is why I'm so excited to have you here today. And I cannot wait to get into Woodgate because it's been <laughs> my favorite thing watching on social media and uh, we're going to talk about that but first uh, let's say hello to all of our viewers the the people that are out there in the facebook and youtube world who are watching like i said please say hi let us know that you're here we want to uh we want to know that you're watching please leave comments questions whatever you got we are we are here for you let's start off this week because delia you went on a little impromptu trip this week. How was your week this week? I did. I went to Maine. It was my second visit to the state of Maine and I just ate a lot of lobster rolls <laughs> all week long and the weather was perfect and it was beautiful and it was a nice getaway. I traveled again, um, flew, felt very safe. Again, they are not sitting other people in your row on the flight. So, so socially nice. all the things. And then I came back and last night I was like, I'm going to do something healthy. And then I was like, you know what? No. And then I had hot chicken nachos and froze Because that's what I'm now when I come back to Nashville, I want hot chicken. And I could get it across the street. And then I went to Arnold's for lunch today. So my um, <laughs> come down to well the rolls is not so healthy. But I'm happy and full. How was your week? Uh, my week? Mm-hmm. My week was amazing. I celebrated yesterday my 15-year wedding anniversary. Aww. Which that's no feat. You know, I used to when I used to wait tables and people would come in and I would like, hey guys, how you doing? And what do we got going on? They go, it's our 15 year and I go, oh, that's nice. I'll buy you a free dessert. Like if I would have known what I know now, <laughs> I think you go like, holy shit. Yeah. 15 years, like, yeah, and I'll buy your dinner. Together. You still like each other. That's even better. Yeah, that's a bonus. That's definitely <laughs> a bonus. Uh yeah, so we um Definitely, definitely uh, was really cool. It was kind of a, you know, I didn't, I didn't graduate college. I, I left college early to join the restaurant world, and um, I don't have like any of these major, major like accomplishments that I can say I have all of these things. But like, fifteen years of being married uh, to my lovely wife is definitely an accomplishment, and I pat myself on the back because it's not easy, and uh, she has put up with me for that long. It's just a it's just a crazy thing. I didn't anticipate anybody ever doing that. So um, very exciting for me and very excited to be married to that woman. So that was my week. Uh, we are taking a break from live interviews this week and next week. I put out a best of episode, which was really fun putting together because 
you you know, I did an episode I had Margot, Carrie Bringle, Monty Crawford, and Claire Crowell. And this was the first two weeks of March, like March 13th through March 26th, four interviews that I did. And just the conversations that were so, we have no idea what we're doing. We are just trying to help people. Claire Crowell, she's going through her list of things. If you can listen to that episode, it's a 20 minute episode, but her just list of things that people can do right now. This is way before any PPP money, before they had the CARES Act, any of that. This was just a, she's going, I heard that there's this thing that you can do if you're a bartender. And I heard that if you have this, you can try and get money here. You can try and do this. And just her voice is like shaky and she's trying to figure it out. Like just kind of brought me back to a moment where we were all like scared and didn't know what to do. Not that we're not there anymore, but it was just interesting to go back and I'll have some more. I've got a best of episode coming out Saturday. um, And then we'll have two more next week. That'll kind of hopefully get us up to speed, but it was a lot of fun going back and and reliving what was happening six months ago. Cause it was a crazy time. Crazy. For sure. What about you, Nick? How was your week? My week is pretty good. Just getting started, really. We're closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, so this is kind of the ramp up for our week at this point, but it's been pretty uneventful so far. <laughs> I guess that's good until today. Until <laughs> today. Uh, and then we have the WTF day today. The WTF um, day today. I think this is a good time to jump into. Uh, you, you know, you have a. a you're, I build that. It was going to be Nick and Audrey Gidry. You also have uh, your better half is uh, is a pastry chef, and you guys run the slow hand, slow hand, right? Slow hand coffee and bake shop. And then you also have the Pelican and Pig. Now, you're not doing Lanyap Po' Boys anymore, right? Uh, no, we paused that. Um, it's it's sort of back shelved right now. It's not completely off the table, um, but I think – it may be something that that we pop up in the near future, maybe just on a Friday, um, midday Friday, just do it for a couple hours and announce it maybe the day before. Um, I think its lifespan going forward may be something in that that range of just maybe once a month, once every other month we might pop it up. But we're trying to get Pelican and Pig's feet back on the ground right now and everything that entails. You know, slow hand is is. Kind of self-sustaining at this point. Pelican and Big is too, but uh, you know it's it's got a lot of more a lot more moving parts than the coffee shop does. So we just don't want to bombard ourselves right now. And you know we've got a baby on the way, and I think adding one more thing right now might make our head explode. So. Totally understand that. How's she feeling? How's she doing? This has been a breeze of a pregnancy for her it's it's she's feeling great you know we're we're hitting the end so she's a little tired right now but energy levels have been great you know no sicknesses no kind of your stereotypical uh pregnancy things it's been very very easy on her but uh you know running a restaurant on top of it is a different animal during a pandemic yeah no during a pandemic right you did find, did you find some hay finally? I did find some hay. A uh, Bear Creek farm came through in the clutch and brought me a trash bag full of hay with our, uh, with our beef order that week. And it was awesome. It was nice. exactly what I wanted. It was exactly how it came out exactly how I wanted it to. It was really great. You sent that message out there and I replied and I was at Eastside Bon Me having lunch. Oh, yeah. And 
I then left Eastside Bombing. I was like, hey, I'm just going to roll over and I'm going to pop in and holler at Nick and Nadra and just say hi. So I pull up in front of the restaurant and I go in. And the guy's like, nah, I'm the only one here. We're closing up. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, man. No problem. There, there was a it was a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So you guys weren't there. Um, I didn't know that. But I noticed out front you have like this big planter. And like where you would normally see like shrubs and different things there. You have fashioned this planter into a really neat wood stock where you have all of this wood now you are cooks with fire right that's your your instagram handle correct you cook everything with wood in your restaurant if you want to cook meats and things you have wood and then when you burn it it creates ash and heat which then makes (laughs) makes you able to cook so you have all of this wood out front yeah i noticed you put them so i looked i was like wow that's a lot of really nice looking wood right there a lot of people feel that way don't they Unfortunately, they do. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, Tell us what's going on there. That is the main source of cooking for a restaurant. Um, we have a double convection oven that we use for for pastry and breads. And we have a uh, we have one gas line going to our fryer. Outside of that, everything is done over wood. We don't have a stove. We don't have anything else. It's all in our uh, our brick hearth hearth hearth. Um, and yeah, wood is our entire source of cooking. It's it's what we use for operation from small tasks to long smoking meat projects. But uh, yeah, we, we unfortunately, when we built the space out, the fire marshal would not allow us to store the wood inside. We can store what we use for service inside so that we can access it. But because the increase in, I guess, the fire rating or, or whatever the terminology is, we have to keep it outside. Um, and given we have a parking lot out back, there's nowhere out back to put it. So we put it in front of our windows out front. And, uh, you know, that both aesthetically looks nice and but also keeps it very close to where we need it to be when we need to retrieve it. But unfortunately, that also gives people the mindset that it's just there for the taking. So this is this. Why do people have that mindset? You tell me. <laughs> this is probably the road road and yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, during COVID, during the shutdown, we came back. Uh, we were probably gone for a month. I'm looking out the window at the wood as I'm talking. Uh, we were probably gone for a month, and we came back over to check the mail, get anything that we needed to get. And there was a note in the mail with 15 bucks saying, "Hey, thanks. We took some wood. Here's some money." So this is not the first time this has happened, but yeah, just, just last week it happened again. Someone left a note. We didn't have any firewood, so we took some. Here's 10 bucks, and it was 5 bucks crinkled up in it, but how much did you take? Uh, you know, it's it's the, the theft that we've dealt with has been, I guess, minimal when you when you talk on the scale of theft, but it's also weird things. You know, we, we had a deer head stolen out of a bathroom. We had a, uh, we had a, a ink drawing of a pig that a friend of ours had done an artist friend of ours had done as a thing as as a uh, congratulations from opening that was ripped off the wall left a big hole in the wall when they ripped that off wood gets taken we had a planter one of our planters with a plant in it stolen at three o'clock in the morning someone just loaded in their car and you know that i got i watch the cameras and a lot of it is is people having too many of the delicious drinks next door and, and coming out thinking it's funny. Uh, 
you know, to take a, a piece of wood or two. But one night I actually came out of the restaurant. Uh, one of my servers came back and said that she just saw somebody loading up their car with our wood. So I ran out there and sure enough, I catch a guy loading wood into the back of his trunk. I tell him to open his trunk and he's probably got, I don't know, 40 pieces of wood in the back of his car. And when I asked him what he's doing, he was like, oh, dude, it was just a joke. I thought it was funny. Well, who's that funny to? Uh, I'm confused on that one. So I told him either put it back or I call the cops. It, it's it's your choice. And thankfully, he put it back. And But, you know, it was one of those things. He had had too many to drink somewhere and I could smell it on him. But mm. don't do dumb things. <laughs> Be kind to people. Don't steal things. Yeah. Don't steal things. I just don't understand, like, the idea of, well, there's, there's all, it's clearly not my property. There's this wood that's perfectly chopped. It looks like it's hickory. <laughs> wow. Who, who just, who chopped a bunch of hickory and just left it here? It must be free. We should just yeah. go take it because if you leave anything out, it's subject for anybody to take. Uh, it's nice to have left a note, like, and actually left money, though. I mean, I think that's like a, Nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's the small parting gift there. You know, it's it's a small condolence, but uh, you know, we deal with this every winter. It it gets cold around here, and a little bit disappears, and we kind of factor that in with how much we order. It's unfortunate, but you know, we know we need to get a cage built to put around it. But we've had a lot of people suggest, why don't you just wrap it in chicken wire or chain link fence? But I mean, they don't understand that it's sitting right out front of the restaurant, so. There's got to be a certain aesthetic to it. And, you know, right now we're trying to survive like everybody else. So we don't have $5,000, $6,000 it's going to take to weld all this metal together and create a nice looking cage to put around it. So it's just, unfortunately, it's it's what we're going to deal with. It's, it's something that I think we're going to continue to battle with. But I just hope people will take a step back and go, maybe that's not mine. <laughs> well, I think, I think the best part of this entire story is, is that you decided that after multiple situations like this that you would take to social media to make an official statement on the Pelican and Pig uh, social media sites, you said, hey, everybody, East Nashville, whoever's listening, um, well, well, thank you for the note and the $5, not $10, but $5. Maybe the wind took the rest of it. Who knows? But thank you for the note and the, the gesture, but this wood is not for sale and certainly not something to take. I don't know how much you took. This is not like... This isn't a thing. Uh, please don't do that. And the next day, you get a one-star review for your restaurant saying one star for the owner being a crybaby on the social medias about his wood. Like, pandemic love, baby. Yeah, that's, that's you know, it, we talk with other restaurant owners. I mean, y'all have covered it. Just the behaviors of certain people right now, you know, those for the most part, I would say 99% of the people that walk through our door are amazing. You know, they're, they're supportive, they're fantastic. But that 1% that even on a normal basis would just be difficult to deal with are unfortunately coming out even stronger right now. You know, that personality is being amplified and, it's, you know, things like that are going to happen. And, and it's probably in my better interest not to, to post these things, but I just get tired of it. And, and we reach a boiling point of we've got to say something as a business. You know, we can't just 
sit back and be trampled all over for absolutely no reason. So, you know, it's it's not often that I think we we discuss these things publicly, but this was kind of the camel the the straw that broke the camel's back, and we just felt like putting it out into the community that please stop doing this will hopefully do something, but clearly not. <laughs> Well, it's insane. Uh, I just, I, I, I was watching that saga breakdown. I was like, what is wrong with people? Like a one-star review for, that's what Kurt, Kurt Rutkowski just commented, say. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's what we're dealing with people out there is one-star reviews for people calling people out for stealing. Who are only allowed to operate at half capacity, so can't make money and have staff that were off work for months and half capacity, but also socially distanced. So you might not hit a half capacity depending right. on the physical layout of your restaurant. We're, you know, we are probably just under half capacity, but right. you may not even be able to get there. How many think, people are right now, Nick, inside? Um, I think we are at 35, maybe wow. something like that. It's slow. Um, you know, it's yeah. it's only. I don't think we're quite at fifty percent. I'm looking around trying to get a better feel of it. You know, because ten of our seats are at the kitchen counter, right? And we haven't been able to have those. Our bar seating we haven't been able to have until recently, but we've only got four seats at the bar, so it's lower than we want it to be, but enough to keep us afloat. Well. Let's let's transition to some, some current news that's going on. Delia, do you want to yeah. update us on, on some topical things that we can all talk about here that are I'm burning? Um I mean just like as far as openings and relaunches and such. I no, I'm talking Oh. I'm I'm saying let's let's jump into we're talking about twenty let's jump let's in. Butter. Yeah, let's let's do it. And I was just gonna let you lead it in because I mean, you know? so apparently we can start phase three again on October 1 and restaurants and bars can increase capacity starting tomorrow, which some of them were already at 50%, but my understanding is now the rest can have half capacity starting tomorrow, which is all well and good, but it seems awfully convenient because last night started circulating a post about some emails that said maybe there weren't as many cases coming from the Broadway bars as people might have thought. And I've just, I've spent the last 24 hours trying to shut up and keep my head down and not speak to this because it just seems there's something amiss here. And <clears throat> the, I, I don't even know. Phase three, so we'll talk about first. Yeah, I mean, it seems that way. Uh, Dennis Ferrier, I believe, is the one who broke the story for Fox of the Ferrier files, where apparently there was, I mean, there's only 80 cases total when they're doing their contract tracing, and they kept it under wraps. They There was hundreds of cases from nursing homes as well as construction sites, but there was not as many cases as far as restaurants were concerned. And there was emails back and forth that said, don't let the public we're not this is not for public consumption no, no this is for our eyes only good because don't let the public know and um restaurants aren't restaurants aren't the thing that are spreading COVID 19. 
And do you, do we know when this information was from? Was it from when we were in phase three before and then we rolled back to a phase two? Or do we know the timeline of where this these emails and this information came from? I'm trying to find more info and just have haven't. I didn't think to look to see if there was a timestamp in the uh, in the signatures of that email. Right. Uh, I was looking right now, but I don't see one. So Nick, you saw this information last night. How did it make you feel? Um, I saw it late last night as I was uh, kind of drifting to sleep. And it definitely ruined my night's sleep. Uh, it was not shocking to me, unfortunately. Um, you know, it's it's... I think that the majority of us have been able to see through the forest throughout this entire thing. And, and, you know, this is seemingly, uh, I'm trying not to go too far with all of this, but, um, Why? it just wasn't surprising to a lot of us. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't think the majority of us business owners or, really the hospitality industry as a whole have felt that the mayor has had our best interest or even our interests in general in mind throughout this entire thing. Uh, you know, bars have certainly been raked over the coals. Um, it's, it's been gut wrenching, but to see this in his own words and, and the words of our health officials was a pretty big letdown. You know, it's, it's, to support this city as much as at least the restaurant, you know, just strictly speaking about the restaurant sector, but to support this city as much as we do and, and to pay the tax revenues we do. And then to just kind of be slapped in the face repeatedly, this was sort of the nail in the coffin for me. It, it's, I, I don't know that we can ever go back to trusting someone who can keep this stuff under wraps. You know, you're, you're posing us as the bad guys, but, the construction sites are still open. I've got one across the street. There's a Starbucks being built across the street from my coffee shop and they are moving at breakneck speed right oh. now. I, I, if, if they were such a problem, why shut restaurants down? I mean, I think that's the thing is that we've got thousands of bartenders and restaurant owners that right now are figuring out how they're going to, to live, how they're going to pay rent, how, how, you're, you're one of them. You know, I mean, how, how are we going to survive this thing? And then you hear that it's, it's a cover up and it really wasn't the case. Like, and they put all of these people in the tax revenue that we could have brought off of this. And now we're going to add a 34% tax. And then now the mayor is complaining that we're going to shut down the libraries. We're going to have to get rid of all the police officers. If you repeal this tax and the whole city, it's like, Dude, because you were lazy and couldn't figure it out, like couldn't figure out a different way to do it. Now he's asking for federal funds. And it's like Right. That's the that's the part that also gets me is you're asking the state for what eighty something million dollars to bail out the city, but you've been keeping this on the back burner. Yeah. Yep. And how it's, many I mean, it's, it's bullshit. Tourism? Yep. It's absolutely sickening. I, I just and I'm on zero. I'm on either side, neither side of the political spectrum. I'm just looking right. at it like, what is what is happening? Yeah, I can't so, wait for more information. You know, to come the, out. the battle that he had with Broadway for the first what month or so of this, yeah. I mean, was 
was that a publicity stunt? Were you actually battling with them? Because Broadway, I mean, yes, they've had restrictions, but they've been allowed to continue operating. It's very frustrating. I don't know. I mean, I, it very well might be a publicity stunt. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, it's just, I again, I, I try not to get too far into all of this because I think our mouths can get us in a little bit of trouble. But uh, you know, it's it's it would be nice to feel support on us uh, from our city official, official, um, you know, and and to feel like the small potatoes in this town that make up the majority of your tax revenue actually do matter. Well, I, you can look up, if you're out there listening, look, look up Dennis Ferrier, Channel 5, uh, or Fox Fox News, whatever, not Fox News, but on Fox 17, yeah. Um, he had a pretty good, the Ferrier Files, he did a pretty good article, and then today he asked, um, I forget the guy's name, the guy that let off the, the press conference, they said, hey, What's the deal? And, and the guy started calling him names. The, name the, yeah. the mayor's oh, guy. Yeah. And, and Ferry didn't put up with it for a second. He was like, no, 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 no. You call me a name. Listen to me. I'm going to come back at you. I was real proud of him. He's a Bellevue and he, Dennis Ferry lives over here. I see him at the YMCA all the time when I used to go. Um, good dude. I was, I was hoping maybe he would be able to join us today um, just to kind of get his take. But yeah. this is this is not good, guys. This is not good. But not all heroes were capes. At least this came to light. I don't know what's going to come of it. Probably nothing, but... Buried, but at yeah. least people are asking some questions now. And of course, everybody says, well, it was on the Fox affiliate. But you know what? Like, it doesn't matter. There's, I think uh, Vivek Diora commented and said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Something is happening. Like, you need to pay attention, you know? And now we get to have restaurants opening just in time for football season. It's amazing. Oh, and in stadium, you can be open later after a game. I just, I don't even have any idea what's happening. I don't have any idea. Over the Titans fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we were understood that COVID only came out after ten thirty at night, and so only now, in half of the restaurant. And now, not on Titans game night. Yeah. So the Titans have there's a there's an invisible cloak of. They have like the vaccine around them, so that's good. I, I wish I would really love for Cooper to get on a camera and tell us the rationale behind all of these thought processes. You know, what's the thought process of? I understand ten o'clock. Okay, more people are going to want to gather. The more they drink, the more I, yeah. I can see where you're going with that. I can I can grab that. But now ten thirty Mondays. Sundays, whatever day. Oh, now it's 11 o'clock. Just where is the rationale behind all of this? Where was the then, rationale in keeping small independent bars closed, but Broadway party. wide open? And party where buses. Rationale in, right. I, I, please just get in front of the people of Nashville and explain all this to us. Yeah, certainly. The decisions feel as haphazard as like, I wake up and I'm like, I want a hot chicken biscuit or I want a donut like it feels like he's just waking up deciding what the hell he wants to eat for breakfast and then that's what the city does for three weeks and then he wakes up and decides today he wants a breakfast burrito and now we're all gonna eat breakfast burritos and <laughs> this is how we're operating right. so 
then my job is I have to try to like translate this to people. And I'm like, I don't really understand, but this is official ruling from the people that be, and this is not something just, I'm sure Yeah, I mean, let's, let's stop flipping coins. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Garrick, Jarek says, open it up, I'm running out of Pinterest meals to cook. <laughs> Yeah. Join cooking through COVID nineteen, man. They'll have everything there for you. Open. He's yeah. got a menu for breakfast. I mean, for brunch and for dinner. So, I think you can call up uh, Alex Blue, who y'all just talked to, and and get some meals to go. That's true. Yes, and that's a great that's a great segue, Nick, into talking about Alex Blue is going to be doing a chef's dinner this Sunday. Actually, it's a chef collaboration meal at Mayor Bowl. I'm pretty excited about it. I'll be going to. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Super talented guy. Super talented. His food, I, I I think I've eaten his food one time at a wedding that he did. Yeah. I'd never been to Dallas and Jane. I've been there, kind of talked to him as a salesperson, but his food is like the most beautiful, the plate of the presentation mm -hmm. of it. Like if it tastes anything like it looks. He's super talented. I think we're in for a pretty big treat Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got a really great eye for aesthetics on a plate. His, Absolutely. His, his color contrast, his textural contrast is, is really, really great. All right. Well, I think we can beat this to death. Mm -hmm. um, we can all know that we've lost a little bit of trust in our, our mayor um, in that office. A little bit. You're rolling your eyes like a lot. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, mean, I think a lot of this we can cut. I think that everything we're talking about here, of course, is an initial reaction to what we're hearing in the news. There's gonna be another side of the story. There's gonna be more information that's going to come out. Hopefully information comes out that this is all a big misunderstanding and that everything was done legit in the right way and all this stuff. Um, or it could come out that he's just an absolute um, piece, of, piece of crap. And that's what he is. And that's what he, he's doing. He's put all of these people's lives and livelihoods at jeopardy for what? I don't know what the end game is here, but um, we'll have to That's see. That's why I've tried to sort of <clears throat> pause in, in in my responses, or at least pull back a little bit to give it a second to pan out and see where it goes. But I mean, the initial, the initial sticker shock of it at surface value is, I think it's certainly sure. a boiling point, you know? So I'll give you a second to recoup, you know, to, to backtrack a little bit and try and explain it but doesn't look good no doesn't look good at all so that is a good segue um to talking about i, I say on the show top you'll see it says whip around coverage of the nashville restaurant scene you guys won't see that but if you're watching it it says that on the facebook live whip around coverage of the nashville restaurant scene uh which means New restaurants opening, closings, all kinds of fun stuff we're going to be talking about. And Nick, I'm excited to have you as a co-host because we're going to start talking a little bit later in the show about the Nashville Hot List, which is going to be our new list, our top 10 list of the best restaurants in Nashville right now. We are going to be compiling this list and putting it out every single month. Um, and then we're going to expand on that list as we move forward. But this first is going to be called the Nashville Hot List. Let's play a hot chicken there. You see that? The Nashville Hot List. And uh, it's not new restaurants. It's not old restaurants. It is the top 10 best restaurants in the city right, right now. 
So I'd love to get your opinion on those here in just a minute. But first, we're going to talk a little bit about Foe and Bo. Foe and Bo is F-O-H and B-O-H dot com. And they are the way, if you need a job, to get hired in the restaurant industry. And if you are a restaurant owner, that guy, and you need people, this is the way to hire your next restaurant professional. This is a locally owned and operated company. They are not in 100 cities. They are only in Nashville. Two women own this company. They've been on the show. Mary Pillow Thompson and Hallie Hayes, amazing people. Um, they've set up their website kind of like a dating site. So if you're a restaurant owner and you need to hire people and you don't want to have to create an ad, put it out there, wait for people to respond, you want people immediately, there's a bunch of people on this site right now waiting to, uh, to to get a job with you. So check them out, fohandboh.com. They are foe and bo. So a couple places, I'll start off, a couple places that are hiring right now. Um, the Grand Hyatt is looking for people. If you're looking for a job, the Grand Hyatt. Um, also another big hotel is the Joseph Hotel in Yolan. Uh, they are looking for staff. The white limousine, I don't know if they filled up. They've been all over the place posting for staff there in the Graduate Hotel. Um, also, we've got some um, positions at Martin's Barbecue is hiring and um, Ruby Sunshine right there in Hillsborough Village. That new location is hiring for people. And um, Top Golf. I even saw the Fox Bar was looking for a couple people, maybe in the kitchen. So there's your there's your jobs update. A couple places for you to go out and get a job. If you'd like to find a job, go check out phoneboat.com, create a profile, and get your job today. That almost sounded like a tagline, didn't it? <laughs> I decided I made that up just now as I started talking. It sounded good. And then with check. <laughs> so what do we have as far as new openings? What's the news, Delia Joe Ramsey? All right, all right. Um Tonight, I'm headed to the Bobby Hotel for the Tavern at Bobby's relaunch. They have a new chef in town from Texas, Jorge Gonzalez, and he's got a new menu and it's reopening at a hotel. And I've been, I've been kind of just staying abreast of the hotel information because people keep asking about staycations because people aren't leaving. And so I'm trying to stay on top of what's happening in the hotel restaurant. So reopening of the Bobby, the Tavern at Bobby is tonight. And nice. Otaku Ramen's West. Takeout and delivery only place opens at Sylvan Supply on Monday. Broke that Sarah Gavin today. So excited to have a new ramen option on the website. I mean, there's not a lot of ramen on that side of town. Um, what else? What else? I just actually just saw an email like 10 seconds ago that uh, Two Boots Pizza is coming to the old Five Pie in Smyrna. Smyrna? Is it Smyrna? Smyrna. Smyrna. I'm like, where do they call it Smyrna? I don't know. Two boots pizza from Smyrna, and uh, cheese gal. I think we talked about cheese gal before coming to the fair lane, but Juniper Green um, is also going to be at the fair lane with takeout meal options. And as far as I know, that's like the latest on top of the recent openings. And I never did speak on here about Demas's downtown closing when I saw it. I did. Did I? Okay, I can't remember if I did. Okay, I had it. Again, I'm getting rumors of closings, no confirmations of closings. Um, which I so guess if you know of anything out there, let us know. You can, if you're listening right now, if you're watching right now, please feel free to to type in if you know any information. You want to make any kind of announcements? 
uh, let us know if you have any questions for us, any topics you'd like for us to jump in and talk about, please feel free to type it into the comment section and we will we'll talk about it. If you're out there and you're watching, also just say what's up. Type in and say hello. We will say it right back. Say hi to Nick. Um, but also, there's a Sean Brock pop-up at Arnold's. I was at Arnold's today and I almost snuck away with only my one tamale and mac and cheese nope. and green beans. I thought we made it. I thought we made it. And then he shows up. Here's some fried shrimp and Brussels sprouts. Nope. Like, Khalil can smell you in the building. He knows you're like, there. We already had an interaction. I was like, I'm really full. Like, I was not I was going to eat healthy today, but then I just needed to walk and have a quick dinner, like lunch, and then all the food was there. But then I, rem I remembered, and Sean Brock's coming in October for a pop-up with Rezzy there, um, focused on, like, culinary history of Nashville. So that's exciting. Also, and there are just so many pop-ups in this town right now, I can barely keep up. There was a cool one with Nikki's, um, and I forgot the name of the Italian place. Nikki's coal fired. Yes, with box box and a pizza th and a pizza another pizza thing last night. It was it looked really good. I didn't make it, but um, just so many cool pop-ups. Still super excited and trying to keep track of them all, but it's hard. <clears throat> There's a new thing, man. I mean, I think a lot of people are recognizing that people want to try something new. They want to try something different. There's a little bit of uh, excitement because, um, you know, you do the same thing every time. I think people are looking for a little bit of parody. You know, they want to see it's like something new. Uh, did you recognize that a lot? People came to the Lanyat Po Boys. Was that just like, were people just loving that? Yeah. I mean, I think pop ups are, are hot right now because, well, one, because uh it's a quick cash injection at least on the business level you know it's you do something new exactly what you said it's you do something new and it gets people excited that there's something new to try you know it, it worked for us it got us through a, a four or five month period where we had nothing going on four months um but you know it, it's certainly a a roller coaster it's pop-ups do a lot in the beginning and then they start to taper off and i think people are just finding that they can keep shifting without investing much to do it. Um, you know, the, the cowboy thing was amazing for us. Um, but I think it ran its course. So, you know, about halfway through, we kind of started to look into the pivot. Uh, you know, if we were going to do a different pop-up, if we were going to do something else, um, you know, just try and ride the high and keep the high going while we could. Um, and then the stimulus ran out, the unemployment stimulus ran out and uh, we had a call with our staff and, and they were ready to go. They were ready to open. So we decided to back tape or back burner the, the pop up portion. But we were certainly getting our gears going about what else could we pop up? You know, what what other concept could we do that would get people excited? But Poe Boys was one of those, you know, I'm from Louisiana. I it got great reception because I think someone finally came through and, and did something in the style of a Louisiana po' boy. Um, so, I mean, pop-ups are great. You know, it's, it's great for business right now. If you can't, if 50% doesn't make sense for you, it's a great way to, to kind of get through this period. Yeah. Absolutely. What do you feel? What are, what are your thoughts about ghost kitchens? Uh, I, I, Honestly, haven't read the the articles on what ghost kitchens are. <laughs> it's, it's all these like Uber Eats random names that pop up. 
So like you're looking for pizza and there's some random, there's like something called Mothership Pizza, but it's operating out of like Hooters has a burger bar, Hootie's Burger Bar. It's people operating under other names on the delivery apps. So yeah. So if you wanted to do Lanyette Po' Boys, but you want to do them in the middle of service, like at Pelican and Pig at nighttime, you just create Lanyette Po' Boys and you put it out there for Uber Eats and you put on Uber Eats and Postmates only. It's not available in the restaurant. It's only for delivery. You could still make all that stuff throughout the night. You put it out so when anybody's at home, they start searching for sandwich. They go, ooh, Lanyette Po' Boys. Yeah, we'll order five of those. And it just comes into your kitchen you're making them, put them in a bag, and then Uber Eats is just picking up the back door and selling them. And you have no, you could do your entire restaurant, service everything like normal, but you create a separate line to make these po' boys, and you just crank them out throughout the night. It's an extra stream of income through your ghost kitchen, which is your kitchen. I mean, I think that's great. You know, I think, uh, hi, Jim. Uh, I think any new line of revenue for anybody right now is great. I think having that, that, forethought to continue running something in the background without really publicizing it and still have that revenue stream coming in anything anybody can do right now that makes sense for them to have those revenues coming in i think is fantastic you know it's it's i was talking to somebody the other day and and we're kind of at a point you know you can sink or you can fight you know you can you can kick your heels back and fail through this or you can try and I think that's where these pop-ups are coming in and, and some of them are working, some of them aren't. And, but anything you can do to fight, you know, put your hands up. Let's, let's get through this thing, whatever you have to do. I think it's fantastic. What are some, what do you think are the most interesting things that you've seen? Just more pop-ups. Is there any, like, do you hang out with many restaurant tours? Do you have other people that own restaurants? You never get to leave a restaurant. <laughs> right. Uh, we keep in touch with a lot of people. Um, you know, uh, Caroline over at Nikki's, she and I have kept in touch throughout this. Um, Craig at Peninsula, we've talked every couple weeks throughout all of this. Um, Brian over at uh, Redhead Stranger, we've kept in touch through, somewhat kept in touch through Instagram, just... You know, a lot of us just, even those that don't know each other, just kind of behind the scenes will message each other and, you know, how's things going? Um, you know, Julio over, well, he was at Nectar, but he's doing his, his tortilla. Nice, uh, Yeah. Um, kept in touch with him a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't really get to hang out with people because we're so consumed with what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, with, with two businesses, we don't have a whole lot of extra time, but that doesn't mean that we're not keeping up with our friends or people that we consider friends and yeah i mean it's it's been enlightening kind of keeping in touch with them and seeing what they're going through and 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 you know i text you not that long ago just this national restaurant radio thing has been kind of cathartic for us to see where other restaurant people are and and knowing that we're not alone through all of this and uh, you know, people that, that we know, but maybe don't, we're not that close to, um, you know, we're literally all in the same boat. So it's, it's, it's been good. Well, that, that makes me feel, um, amazing to hear you say that just, and, and getting your text was amazing because that's one of the things that I've said since the beginning I've wanted to do was if we can start sharing each other's stories people that are buried inside the buildings all day long, you're just hustling as best you possibly can to hear what other people are going through. Maybe somebody listens and they say, hey, we're not alone. 
like with the other people are kind of feeling the same way we are. It's okay. I was hoping if I said, if I give one person hope and to hear you say something like, Hey, you know, listening to uh, Caroline and Tony talk about their struggles and just kind of, I don't know if you guys, I I don't, I wasn't going to talk about bagel gate today. Um, Oh, that was almost my, what's the deal? Sorry. Uh, but I wasn't going to talk about it, uh, but I did talk to Brad Schmidt after the fact. And uh, he was like, I did not mean to do that. He's been a staunch supporter of restaurants, which is what he was doing there in the first place. You're, are you familiar with what we're talking about? Mm-mm. I, I'm about to pick up my phone and start digging into that one. <laughs> He's deleted the actual post. Uh, Brad Schmidt, who is a writer for the Tennessee and been on the show friend of the show, friend of mine, personal friend of mine, um, posted that, you know, hey, he was at, he was at Nikki's coal fired and, you know, what's going on with the, the bagels are really expensive here. And I posted back and I was like, hey man, like there's a lot of things people are doing to make this happen. And he was like, you know, I had a brain, I just didn't even think about it. And I was thinking, wow, $4 for bagel. And in his defense, like, if you're, he's going to one gen away, which he donates his time every Saturday and gives away food. He's, he's an ama- salt of the earth guy. And when you're buying two dozen bagels for people to take to an event and it's 80 bucks, like I get that. Like getting two dozen bagels, 80 bucks for two dozen bagels is a lot of money. Like I get that. Um, but yeah, so he, we, 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 I understand. We talked about it. I where that's coming from, but I, I don't know. There, there's a, I think we're kind of entering a phase and I, and I wish it would, would move a little bit quicker where we, we pay for what it's worth and not pay for the value or, or we're not seeking a, a, if I buy a dozen, can I get a, a discount on, you know, five buck discount for buying a dozen, whatever, you know, those are, and this isn't, you know, I'm not harping on him by any means that everybody has a little slip ups. I certainly do. Uh, and, you know, I think, how we recover from those is very important, but the fact that he deleted it obviously means a lot, but I know that probably stung on the back end on the restaurant end, but uh, you know, you're making these bagels by hand. They're being fired in a coal oven. The coals are expensive. You know, everybody's hurting right now. They're having to charge more for, for products in some way, shape or form to cover all the expenses that they have to cover. It's just, I think, especially right now, being a little bit understanding of, of establishments and what they're having to charge. And, you know, we had an issue the other night where uh, we're running a very small menu right now. You know, it's trying to keep food costs down and, and someone was very disappointed at the size of our menu. So it's we're all kind of dealing with that. But at least he recovered from it. Yeah. yeah and and he, he totally got it. And he and he he waited a day. He goes, look, I wanted to wait a day. Let everybody get all their stuff out. He's like, I waited till there was like 12 hours with no comments before I, I wanted to open the debate. If it was talk about, it's fine. And then he's like, I'm going to delete it. Um, which is, you know, I, I think that one of the things we've been championing so hard on this show throughout this entire time is just a little bit of grace, yes. a little bit of grace for people right now. You know, I mean, and what I think we talk, we get into what's the dealia a little bit later. We're going to be talking about, um, what to do at a restaurant when you have a bad experience, right? Is that the way I'm, am I phrasing that the right way, Delia? Sure. Stealing your thunder? 
Well, you're good. No, you take it. So but I think that it's so difficult because everybody's so damn angry. Everybody, you, you leave the house. I find myself, when I go out into public and I have to deal with people, like I get mad. Like I don't, it's, it's, a, it's like an anger that I've never had before. Cause I think you just get used to, you kind of get numb and you're in your own house for a long time. You deal with people that you like and trust and you go out somewhere and you see somebody driving like an idiot and you're like, what is this? Or you see somebody just doing something dumb in a grocery store and you just like, I don't know. My, my fuse is so quick, but I, I feel like people, when you go out to eat and you're dealing with people in restaurants who are out there doing their best to ensure that you have a great experience, like a little bit of grace goes a really like a long way right now. And I think that if we all like count to 10, it's really important. And I'm just trying to say like, don't leave one star reviews for when people steal wood, like stop doing these things. It's ridiculous. But also we know who stole that wood now, don't we? <laughs> like, oh, that's Maybe right. I'm writing a one star review. Right. Oh, right, right. Yes, that's a good point. Owner was like, writing about stealing wood. Mmm. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny when you post that, I immediately tried to find out who that guy was so I could start trolling a him. A lot of people did. I was doing <laughs> like, questions all morning. Here's what this guy looks like. He may be 12. I, <laughs> that, that's what I got. I was like, I think he's like a kid. Well, well, we're guys. Don't do it. I left it alone at that, but I, I felt like immediately like offended, like strangely like offended, like somebody did that to me when I saw that. I was like, I'm gonna find out who this asshole is. I'm gonna let him have it. But that's that that's that immediate thing that like happens. I feel I'm doing things really personally. I don't know if that's what we're all doing right now. We're just like on such a short like thread right now because like when that was written by a food writer about the $4 bagel, I was like, I just bought that bagel. I didn't say a word because I was like, I'm happy to support this restaurant. And yeah. I got offended because I would never do that. And I get offended when a food writer shares their article on my article because I would never do that. And I keep assuming other people are going to behave in the way that I behave and they don't and I get disappointed. And maybe that's my problem. Um, but I just, again, like with this thing last night, I got upset like a mama bear for Nashville restaurants because I'm like, wait, so there weren't even that many cases and we haven't been able to go and I was having to cook and I, I can't cook, but I don't like to, I'd rather somebody else do it that loves to. And I just, I feel so attacked when these things happen. And I don't know if that's just the, the politically charged climate that we're living in or the post COVID traumatized world or what it is. Julio, we were just talking about you. Yeah. I was going to say, I think he's like, Oh, I'm getting a good one today. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. You know, I think I think also all of us kind of on the inside of this, you know, and, and I'm including you because you're part of this industry, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> you know, I think we all feel it for each other. We all know what we're all going through. And, you know, uh, redheaded stranger had their door kicked in a couple months ago. And I took that extremely personally. That was gut wrenching to me. Everybody that has something happening. Lyra had their, their window busted out. Um, Carrie, I think Carrie Bringle had his door kicked in, if I remember correctly. It's just, one, some of these are friends of mine, so I take that personally, but the fact that you're in this industry going through what we're all going through, and you don't even have to be in this industry. Everybody's going through something, but I think we're all feeling a little bit more emotional towards each other or emotion towards each other. 
if that makes sense. I, I think it's just we're all being a little more um, uh, empathetic to each other. Most of us. <laughs> no, I think it's been, I think that the community is rallying together. I mean, you know, there's the com the competitive side of what we're doing out there. There's nobody. I haven't interviewed. I've done 90 interviews, 90 episodes of the round of, of National Restaurant Radio so far, and not once have I heard somebody go, "I hope that guy fails." Or you know, everybody is doing. If anybody calls anybody and says, "Hey, I need." A case of spring mixture when if i got it it's yours dude like i mean yeah everybody's willing to help this community in nashville the restaurant community is so damn special it's like it's unlike anything i've ever seen i mean it's just it's just super cool it's yeah I, I mean it's a lot smaller than what it seems too you know it's it's it this seems like a big city and it seems like there's a lot of things popping up and opening but this is a very tight-knit community you know every one of us if someone needed something we're there you know, it's, it's no question. It's none of us want to see anybody fail. You know, it's, that's just what it is. We want success for everybody. We may not all get along, but I don't know a single person that wants to see another business fail. hundred percent, hundred percent. And Jason, you're absolutely right. That's Starbucks across the street. People will, the cars will be lined up wrapped around that building for whatever they have to pay for whatever comes from Starbucks. You have to remember that if it's a $4 bagel, if it's a $3 coffee, if you think it's too much, you're still supporting a local business. Right. But also if it's too much, there is there are other options out there for your price range. You don't have to go to the trendiest spot if it's not in your price range. Right. I, you know, that's kind of what I said. I think it's all relative, you know? I mean, everything is, is relative. I went to, gosh, I don't want to get in this kind of conversation, but I mean, what you're willing to pay for something is what you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. Um, and th that's it. I mean, you can't judge that. I mean, if somebody's going to charge something, that's how we get to vote with our wallets. And we all deem what we want to do, who we want to support, how we want to support. It's one way in which we all get to vote. And also, um, do, do a little bit of research on the place that you're going. If, if it's not the style of food that you want, if it's too expensive for you, know that before going. That way you don't leave and leave a one-star review because their entrees don't come with sides. You know, I mean, Chili's would be happy to have you if that's the case. There's plenty of places around here that do that, but do the research before you go. Yeah, that, that sounds close to home right there with that last comment. A little bit. I'm like, are you feeling that at all? I'm always bored by people that don't look at a menu before they book a reservation because I like I like read menus for fun. Like I'm going to bed at night, like reading menus in a city I want to go to. And I'm like, y'all before you book your anniversary dinner, like, uh, you didn't look for your birthday. I don't know. Like I I choose a restaurant because I'm like, oh my god, I'm really excited about this carrot or whatever. Like is on the menu that I'm excited about. And it cracks me up when people don't look. I'm like, what are you talking? We base entire vacations. We based our entire honeymoon around food. Around what restaurants we wanted to go to, we picked Absolutely. cities based on what restaurants were in those cities. That's Where'd that's how. We... Where did you go for your honeymoon? Uh, we flew into San Diego. We drove up to LA. Flew to San Francisco. Went to Napa. Back to San Francisco. It was a two-week binge. Love it. Love it. it. Am I just like super immature that every time somebody says San Diego, I go, "Oh, San Diego." <laughs> Scholars maintain <laughs> whale vagina. Uh, no, 
Isn't it Saint Diego? I, my brain just goes there. Is, it, is, is that like the child in me, or is that normal? Does anybody else do that? I mean, not in respect to that, but in many other ways, yes. In many other ways, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Let's, um, let's move on. Do you have other topics of conversation, Delia? that you have right now for us to talk about or do we want to get into talking about jason ellis we can talk about that super source because super yeah. source leads into a what's the dealia yeah i'd love to okay. talk jason ellis um he runs super source and the guy's just amazing i mean he he really is just amazing it's like the good guys in the city if i can recommend somebody enough um, as far as who you're buying who your chemicals from and who services your dish machine, they have no contracts. They have no minimums. He is the best attitude. Like when you hire people, I always look for people with great attitudes who are friendly and who want to help. Like this guy, like it's exactly who he is. Every time I talk to him, like he just smiles. He's every time I talk to him, like you're smiling the other end of the phone, aren't you? Damn it. You're always happy. What is wrong with you, Jason Ellis? Why are you so positive? I just love that guy. You could probably give a testimony, Nick, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we love Jason. We love working with Jason. He is a stand-up guy, um, you know, one of the most honest vendors we've ever worked with and genuinely just a good human being. You know, it's it's if we it's like you said, he has no contracts, which is fantastic. You know, it, whatever we need is what we buy. And if we don't need anything that week, there's no hassle. You know, it's, we don't get a sales pitch from him. If, if we do need something, he'll drop it off the next day. He's just, he's always available. Um, chemicals are great. They do exactly what they need to do better than the majority of the chemical companies I've worked with. Um, but yeah, I mean, just on every level, he's, he's, business owners want to partner with their vendors in, in certain respects. And he's the first vendor that we felt like walked through the door and, and genuinely had our best interests at heart. You know, it was refreshing to have somebody come through the door and not be a complete jackass. <laughs> I, hey, that's exactly my thoughts. I had a, I had a restaurant that I represent switch companies we went to jason ellis and supersource and we say jason like the company is supersource um but it's jason we switched over to them and when i called them to say hey this restaurant's been closed during a pandemic how come we got charged our full amount for chemicals and everything and the guy looked at me and he said well you got ppp money right and i yeah. said i'm sorry and he goes you got ppp money right that's how you pay for your chemicals and i go we didn't use any chemicals. He goes, well, I, you got free money, pay for it with the free money. And I was like, what in the hell are you talking about? Uh, and I was like, that that's what happens when you're in a contract with somebody and they're a big gigantic company and they don't care about you. And he's the opposite of that. Yeah. And uh, you're out there and you're in one of those contracts with a big company um, that you're kind of nearing the end and you're tired of it and you feel like you're paying too much, Jason will come out and do an audit of all of your stuff. Find out, check your calibration of your machine, check the age of your machine, do all that stuff. 
he's just a good dude. We're excited. I, I love being an advocate for him because I know that when people sign up for them, they're going to be like, this is fantastic. Why, where has this been my whole life? So thank you for the, the testimonial, Nick. And um, this is a good segue into our what's the Delia. All right. So this week, uh, we're going to do a little Q&A with Nick, because as a restaurant owner, I'd love to hear his take on how to do this. Certainly, this has never been an issue with me at your restaurant, because you're one of my favorite chefs in town, and everything that I have had in your place has been amazing. And I would just like to shout out to what you and Audra are doing there, and have done there since you opened, and continue to do um, now. So shout out to you for that, um, you. for just doing an incredible job. So I certainly respect you guys as owners, and would love to hear your opinion. Today's What's the Delia is about what to do with a bad restaurant experience because before we talked about like i've had some like weird like bill snafus and like strange things happen to wine but i guess just what to do if you have a bad meal like some meals just you know maybe aren't your taste but sometimes they just are bad right um like brandon i think you and i talked about you know i, I had an experience when i first moved to nashville and i went to a place that well i moved back to nashville and i went to a place that everyone had super hyped and i went and i was like and of course I didn't say anything, um, but I just don't know what, what the right way to handle these situations. is. Brandon, do you want to share a little bit about your story? Well, I was just going to say, I, I, you know, I've eaten somewhere recently too, and just, it, it wasn't fantastic. Everything was good. So, you know, it's a good restaurant, but it was just kind of one of those things that was like, yeah, it just wasn't like the food just wasn't good. And there is some different facets of that, that, you know, we're having dinner and the server keeps coming. Like the food isn't great. Like you're kind of like, is this, is this, is this, is this not as good as I thought it was? This isn't that great. And then you look at it and you say, Sir, Hey, how was everything? And you're like, oh, it was good. That's really why we didn't need it. Like, you know, what do you Seinfeld moment right there? <laughs> what do you do? Because it's so tough in that situation to say, ah, it really wasn't good because then you're, it's awkward. It's awkward for the person. And what do you do? Do you say, I didn't like it because then you're Karen. Yeah. Right. And do you just, and so what, I think the question here for you, Nick, is what do you prefer somebody does? Because I, I imagine you would like to know right then and there, because if you're serving food that isn't good, you want to a, Stop serving it to other people if it doesn't taste good because you don't want more people to have food that doesn't take, taste good because you take pride in what you're putting out there. And B, if it's legit, you want to get them something that they like. But yeah. how do you create an environment that's okay for feedback? I think on the restaurant side, when you look for that feedback, it has to be genuine. You know, it can't be that surface value. How is everything? I mean, that, you know, it's, oh, it's good. You know, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've, I'm, I have been guilty in the past of just, oh, it's good, but it wasn't. Right. You know, it's, it's, but it didn't seem like it was something that they actually wanted to know. Um, you know, us, I want to know if, if something is wrong, we want to be able to make it right. And, and we can make it right if we know on the spot. So if, your steak is not cooked properly or whatever the problem is, 
let the server know it's okay. You know, it, yes, it is awkward. And, and I think as people were non-confrontational, we don't like the confrontation of it. And I think that can be intimidating, but we can't get better if we don't know how to, what to fix. Um, you know, I, I personally just recently had an experience at an establishment, a local establishment that I've been supporting for years. I love them. Um, but there was a part of the experience that, that we had that wasn't very good. And I just reached out to him, you know, I, I couldn't find an email, but just through Facebook was like, Hey, look, this was our experience. I just want to let you know, I don't want anything. I'm not looking for anything free. I'm not, I just want you to know what our experience was, but I will continue supporting you. Y'all do a good job. It's just this one time something was weird, but I feel like you should know from one business owner to another. Um, but you know, when you're in a restaurant, let people know, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take a little bit of effort to kind of suck up the, the confrontation there. But I think if you get into a dish and it's not to your liking, just explain that, you know, if it's, I thought I would like this, but I don't, okay, we'll get you something else. If it's improperly cooked, we'll be happy to cook it for you again so that it's to your liking. Genuine people in hospitality genuinely want you to have a good experience. You know, we're not, yeah. we're not out to, Take your money and run. It's right. we want you to have a good time. We want you to have a good experience in our establishments. And if you're not having a good time, let us know. So in this particular in this particular moment, it was funny because we're sitting there, and the manager came by and did a table visit, right? And I'm, I'm going to get up. You can see that I'm not wearing pants. And uh, <laughs> just kidding. He goes by and he goes, "Everything good, guys?" I puts his hand down. I was like is everything perfect tonight? And like, he's like walking away before we answered. And I was like, did you just do like, you know, Charlie's table visit? Did you just walk by and go, everything perfect tonight, guys? Okay, great. Talk to you later. And it was like, yes. Or what do you say at that point? Like, no. And one of the things I was going to say is, you know, what leading management through a proper table visit do you, do you have like a front house manager there that would do something like that, like a table visit? Or is yeah. that you and I? Yeah, it's it's us. You know, if there's been a couple times that I've had to make table visits. They're they're thankfully rare, knock on wood. But, um, you know, there was, there was one night, probably January of this year or so, we had a server that just did not, was not living up to par of the service that we stand by and someone pulled me, pulled a bartender aside and, and asked to speak to me. I came over and, you know, he kind of sucked up the awkwardness of the moment and was very honest with me. He wasn't offensive. He wasn't, you know, it was just very matter of fact, here's, here's our experience. I just want you to know, I don't, I'm not looking for anything free. I'm, that's not my goal. I just want you to know because we eat out of a lot of restaurants. I used to be a restaurant manager. And that's, that's exactly it. You know, I was able to take that situation and move forward with a resolution on, on both the, the guest end and on the, the restaurants end. But you know, what you're talking about at wherever you went is exactly what I'm talking about. That's not genuine walking up to the table. Hey, are you good? That's not, that's not a, you're not asking for a genuine response. That is, that's very, uh, I don't want to do this. You know, that's a flyby. It was almost like checking off a box. Like I have to, I have to go see seventy-two percent of tables per hour, and I have a chart, and it's like you're walking, like, all right, I need to see nine tables this hour. Like, and you guys good? Cool. One, 
you guys good? Cool. Two. And it was like, I've always been very like as a coach, a leader coach, I've always, I've always told my managers, I've said, when you go do a table visit, make it personal. Don't ask. Even if I'm talking about sales reps walking in the back, they're walking into your kitchen. I don't, don't walk in and say, Hey guys, how's everything going? Cause then you get, uh, we're good. But if you say, Hey, we sent you over a case of, um, octopus tails last week. What did you think of those? What are some applications used? How's business going? Is there anything I can report to my other people? Like ask specific questions or we call them caustic questions where you want to learn more about them. Walk up to the table and say, Hey, I used chicken parmesan. We started using grana padano cheese. Did you like that? Versus everything good? Everything good. So we used to go, yep. Or specific, specific questions when you walk up to a table, allow people to give, it softens them, makes it feel okay. And I think that's, I think that's a major important part. That's yeah. very much my approach is, is more, a little bit more intimate in, in the approach in, hey, we just switched such and such. What do you think about that? Or we just tried, we're, tonight we're trying a different sauce on whatever it is. Um, you know, if, if I'm testing out a dish and I see somebody at the kitchen counter sitting there or even out here that just seems to be having a really good time, I will approach that table and I will make that test dish and bring it up to them. You know, hey guys, I'm thinking about running this this weekend. Y'all wanna try this, be my guinea pig give me your honest feedback. And we kind of use that to develop rapport and get a feel for how the rest of their meal is going. I think when you kind of break down the, the wall of kind of the establishment versus the guest, they're far more apt to give you honest feedback. You know, we had um, Josh Habiger on the, the show. I did an interview with him and he divulged some information. He goes, I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. He goes, after you leave, like at the end of the night, yeah, we get together and we talk about every single table. And I went, you do what? And he said, I talk, he goes, we write down every table. We go, did they like this dish? Did they not like this dish? He goes, then every server and us, like we all talk about every table, what worked, what didn't work, and what kind of a guest you were. And I was like, whoa. But like, that is a genuine restaurant at Bastion that cares about your experience. I don't know, I don't know who has time to do that, but I was just blown away that that is something that people do. Like, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do a review at the end of the night of every table that came in here. I just, I don't know, I was blown away by that. I was floored by that. I thought it was amazing. I think a lot more restaurants do that than what you probably know. You know, that's, I know personally quite a few that do it. We do it to an extent, um, you know, we're, we're a little bit bigger of a restaurant. So discussing every single table is not always feasible, but I certainly check in with all of my service staff, how the night went, how are your tables, any problems, any positive feedback, kitchen too, you know, we get to talk to guests sitting at the kitchen counter when we're allowed to do it. Um, and, you know, we'll talk on, on how dishes went, if there was a problem with dishes, if we saw anything coming back, if, if plates are coming back empty, that tells us a lot, you know? So, I mean, we certainly have those discussions at the end of the night, uh, a little less formally, but yeah, I mean, that, I watched that episode with, uh, with, or listened to that episode with Josh and, you know, he's somebody that we have immense amounts of respect for. He's one of my favorite chefs in this town, but, um, yeah, it, it was, it was certainly not 
shocking to hear him say that that's a step that they take because that very much seems like something that establishment would do. Well, I've got a couple areas in which we can go. One is I want to talk about the best restaurants in town. And two, I want to talk about to fit to wrap or what's the dealia today. Um, we've talked about communicating in a restaurant, having a tough conversation. If you feel like you're in a situation like I was, or I couldn't say anything, um, the appropriate course of action after you leave the restaurant is not to go on Yelp and leave a one-star review and blast that restaurant. That is not what you do. What you do is, is you get home and you search how to get a hold of that restaurant and you call them back after the fact. And you say, hey, I dined there last night. I'd like to tell you about my experience. I'm not in the middle of not sitting across from my, my first date that I'm on that I didn't want to come across that way because you never know what people's circumstances are. If you're, if, if sometimes you're not going to get the feedback, don't go on Yelp and say, I was on a first date and they suck. Wait, hang back, call them and say, this was my experience, which is what I did. I called this chef after I went there and I said, Hey, I know that this is not your cuisine. This is not your situation. But I want to tell you about the stuff that the food that I got. And he was like, dude, thank you so much. I'm going to be on that immediately. I don't want to serve my food like that. That's not my thing. And I'm like, I know it's not. But we had a really great adult conversation about it. And I know he appreciated that conversation. Um, I didn't I didn't say, hey, look, I, I want my I want a refund. I want this. Like that. I said, look, I, I just want other people to have. I want you to know what's going on inside your restaurant. He was very, very appreciative. It was a positive conversation, and hopefully I was able to communicate to him something that he didn't know because he wasn't at the restaurant during the night, and he wasn't eating that food that night. Um, sometimes people aren't perfect. Sometimes stuff happens. You want to – the more information you can get to fix the problem, the better, right? Well, and you, I think you really hit the plan B on the head there. You know, if if – you're not in a place or if you're not the personality that's going to bring it up at the time of service one we wish you would because we want you to have a good experience but two if you're not that personality you know we leave our business cards right here right behind me on the host stand pick one up call us shoot us an email shoot us a text whatever you want to do you know at at the very least get some sleep breathe collect your thoughts and send it to the restaurant, write an email and just say, this is what our experience was. And nine times out of 10, you're going to get a far more positive response than if you don't give them the opportunity and you just take to XYZ review site and slam that establishment. You know, it, it comes down to communication. Everything is about communication in the restaurant is communication out of the restaurant is communication. The two sides in the restaurant is communication, communicate with each other and things get better. Absolutely. And you, you do more of a service to help other people when you communicate effectively with the chef or the restaurant owner or the manager or whatever it might be. A uh, couple people, your lovely bride has chimed in and she just wants to say that she loves all three of us. And I'm sorry, she's too pregnant to be there, but she's happy to listen. And I think she loves one of us more than the other two, but that's okay. We missed, you. we missed you, and I think I've been eating for you and your baby this week. Um, so, <laughs> you're so sweet. And uh, Jim Myers has given um, 
he's he's jumping in talking to Audra saying hope you are well Audra Jim Myers so nice to have you on watching and listening I got uh, to hope things are last week um at Elgin Place Photoshop he gave me he gave me a look inside so what you think what was your experience there talk about it it's gonna be awesome it was good to see you it's been six months probably since I've seen you Jim but it was good to see him on the other side of it I was like what's it like to go from dining critic to managing this iconic national restaurant right so I'm, so I'm he's gonna he's the GM there yeah he's gonna be managing um there so I'm curious for him to come talk about how it goes when they open which I think they're not in a hurry to open just given the current climate but I'm excited it's beautiful inside like it's such a large space but it, it gives homage to the last space and I'm kind of shocked the prices are still super affordable and I'm excited about the milkshakes and I'm glad to know that I didn't know I didn't know Jim was going to be a part of that. We miss I, I miss Jim's writing. I Jim, yeah. we miss you. The integrity yeah. behind your writing, we miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I don't know if that was a, a compliment to Jim or a slam to a bunch of other people. <laughs> he says, uh, he says it is hard to switch sides. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you on the side, Jim, and maybe we have you on to uh, maybe you can co-host Roundup with us. Uh, kind of like Nick is saying, we can talk about your experience. To the restaurant and do it. Oh, we can do it live from Yellowstone Place Soda Shop? Yeah, with milkshakes. All right, Jim. You want us to come do the roundup live at the Yellowstone Place Soda Shop? Let's do it. <laughs> you I'm know in. what you wrote yourself into. Um, Samantha Wright says, hi, Chef. That's actually my server. She's over here. Oh. <laughs> she's, she's behind. She's like, get off the phone. We need you to make food. <laughs> uh, Jim says many thanks. Uh, all right, Jim. Jim has said we would love to. Why not? All right, there you go. And that's how we get things done in this world. We just uh, we do live shows. Uh, <laughs> he says yes. Yeah. There we go. I love it. All right, so Jim Myers, you're welcome to um, you're welcome to jump in on this too in the comment section. If you're out there listening, you got, you got some people listening right now. We want this is where. We become interactive. Um, mobile fixture, it's not mobile fixture, but we're gonna talk about mobile fixture real fast before we get into this next segment. Normally mobile fixture is our um, local legend sponsor, but today we're gonna pivot to something different, a new thing that we're gonna start doing right here on the Roundup, the last week of the month. We're gonna do our Nashville hot list. Uh, this week, the conversation is being brought to you by mobile fixture. They are the everything you need for your restaurant company. They will outfit your kitchen with every single thing. They will help you design your kitchen. They'll make sure you know. They'll get it there. They'll make sure it works properly. Uh, they have a, a showroom in Smyrna. Feel free to go to our website at NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, and you can click on the Sponsors tab, find Mobile Fixture, Click the link there, schedule a tour, go by there. If you're thinking about opening a restaurant, you want to open a restaurant, you have a restaurant, you want to upgrade, you need some equipment, you just want to talk to somebody about stuff you have, they are the people that Ben Whitlock is your guy. Uh, although I think he's in Florida right now. Um, if you follow him on socials, he's funny. He's a celebrity spoon salesman. Uh, he's been a co-host on the show. Uh, funniest, one of the funniest dudes in town. Good people. We love working with amazing people like Ben and Jason Ellis. If we can say Jason Ellis three more times on this show, I get a bonus. <laughs> um, 
All right. Uh, Nashville hot list. We're going to start the end of the month. Every month, we're going to have a top 10 of the best restaurants in Nashville right now. Um, I have a feeling that the Pelican and Pig will be on this list because I feel like you are one of the top 10 restaurants in the city. Which place you are will remain to be seen. Um, I just, uh, I, I, you guys are doing a hell of a job. Where would you nominate? Where are some places right now? Let, this is the promotional. Let's talk about cool places that are just killing it in town. If you're out there, uh, Samantha, who's right behind you, Jim Myers, Audrey Gidry, Jason Ellis, um, Julio Hernandez, Tiffany Elliott, uh, any of these people who are watching right now, what do you think? What are the be- what are the restaurants out there that are absolutely killing it? I'll start with you, Nick. Uh, there are so many, but the first one for me that comes to mind would be Lou. Uh, really, I love everything they do. That is one of the places I cannot wait to get. Yep, yeah, my wife agrees. I can't wait to get back there. I think they have one of the most interesting wine list in the city too. Um, but just really cool people, really good food. Um, and then you guys are in sync. Set Sun also. I think that's a shoe in. Uh, we had dinner at Set Sun a few weeks ago, and it was. Uh, you can hear about my entire dinner if you go to our YouTube page. You can watch an interview with me and Jason Zygmunt where I go over every single dish that we ate and I put, put pictures of my phone up and he explains all of the dishes and his inspiration behind them. It's pretty cool. If you want to do that, go check it out on our YouTube page. Uh, I had an oyster there and I proclaimed that I do not eat oysters. I'm not an oyster fan and I loved it. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jim Meyer said pelican and pig. Thanks, Jim. That's- Come on, Jim. That's very nice. Well done. Well done. What about you? What's what's one of the best meals you've eaten so far? I know what mine is. Yeah. I eat so many. I'm I'm still thinking about this meal in Portland yesterday. Like, that's not even on topic. But it got me thinking about unexpected meals because, you know, I planned to go to this oyster place and the wait was an hour and a half long. So I kind of like we bopped around on the map and I found this place, um, the paw, honey paw, which I hadn't heard of, but I looked it up and it was Eater Maine. When Eater Maine was a thing, it was their rest- restaurant of the year. Like when it opened in 2015, I was like, well, we have good taste. Really? Um, I mean, just had the most incredible meal. And like we ordered four things. And then at the end of the fourth thing, I was like, I have to eat something else. I don't live here. Bring us one more thing. And it, it got me thinking about unexpected meals and just things that, kind of surprise you because there are some places that you go and you know it's going to be good and i mean not that i ever expect anything to be bad because i probably wouldn't go there but just kind of meals that you remember and wow you and one of those was pelican and pig when they first opened like i didn't know i'd never had your food before nick and i remember that night it was i was going through a lot and i I remember i was crying because i was like i'm just so happy that there's something like this in the town that's such an embarrassing story but it was just an incredible meal and it was one of those that sticks with you and you remember just being impressed by the creativity and um, just the love behind what you're doing. You can see it. And 
Thank you. That's a high compliment. Every menu that you roll out is is the same, and I think you made good use of your time when you're shut down, obviously, because you rolled out your po'boys, and then the menu now and the brunch menu are all just really spectacular. So I'm excited about what you're doing, as always. And then I can't stop thinking about the even after going to Maine last week, the Nashville hot lobster roll at Pinchy's. I still can't. It was really good. Um, the Pinchy's. Yeah, I, it was a really good dish, <clears throat> and. I have to go back. Yeah. I don't drive much, but I'll go back to Franklin for it. And I will say that I took my wife to Pelican and Pig before the whole thing. It was cold outside, so I know it was like January. And she, had, I went there that one night. We sat at the bar and we all hung out, had a great time. Um, back when I was a drinker, which I like to forget. But uh, we went there and we had dinner, and the server couldn't have been more lovely. She made up some mocktails because I'm not a drinker now. And uh, they were really good. And I had this short rib. And we had these Brussels sprouts. You know, Brussels sprouts appetizer or side of some kind. It was the best damn Brussels sprouts. And it's to me, when people put, like, vegetables out that are, like, better than any, like, center of the plate thing that you can have, I immediately am, like, these people rule because I love vegetables. And when people can make vegetables taste that way um i know you're buying the best vegetables you can um but i don't know i I, everything about that meal you leave there and i'm like see honey see honey i told you she's like that was incredible like that was an incredible incredible experience and i love that that's just one of those things and you guys absolutely nail it every time thank you we appreciate that we put a lot of work into it uh I, I have to say Eastside Bon Me. If you haven't had that yet, have you had that yet, Nick? I haven't. I haven't had time to go over there, but it is number one on my list. But it I've is in early one day to be able to get over there. But it, I am looking at their menu. The guys next door at Pearl Divers speak very highly of them, but looking at their menu, everything looks amazing. I will say another guy who has an amazing restaurant just chimed in, who will probably make it on that list. Um, Trace Yacha over at the farmhouse in Black Rabbit listening today. What up, Trey? Love you, man. Nice seeing you on here. I miss uh, Black Rabbit. I know. It's been a while. They're open. Right. I just haven't been in a while. Yeah, well, there you go. We need to go to the Black Rabbit. Everybody go to the Black Rabbit. They have the best like happy hour ever. That, that place is amazing. They have happy Trey hour now? What's that? Do they have happy hour right now? Yeah, I think so. Right, Trey? Trey, you got happy hour black rabbit. Let us know. I think we do. I, I, I'm not a I'm not the, the drinker anymore. I'll, I'll stop saying. I said I said to somebody the other day, I said, I don't want my non-drinking to be like being a vegan where I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm, I'm I don't drink anymore. Like, like we get it. Like it's okay, man. You have to like tell everybody in the first five minutes you meet them. Like, if you're like, it's nice to meet you. I'm a vegan. Just to let you know. It's like, people work out. <laughs> didn't need to have people work out. It's like, I don't want that to be my thing. Um, every day. Happy hour every day. Black Rabbit. Circling back, Trey was one of those people. He had his windows kicked in. That was gut-wrenching for me. Absolutely gut-wrenching. You yeah. see, there's those friends that, that work so hard for what they do, and you get your windows kicked in. We'll get them. We all got it. Yeah, every day, Black Rabbit, best in town. So I said Eastside Bun Me. I would throw Farmhouse in there. Um, 
Bastion, again, the dinner was like, I walked out of there and I felt like I was floating. Uh, it was just such a cool experience from the second you walked in the door, they're doing everything the right way. They have their own little tiny hand sanitizers on the table with their little logo on it and everything. Uh, the best. And then you mentioned him earlier, Julio Hernandez. Anything he's doing with Alabrija and Mais de la Vida I'm in. is just like, whatever that is, that's it. Yes. And he's funny. I'm trying to get him to write something because he is funny. He's not good. Yeah. He's really that dude's hilarious. Yeah. We have uh, Trey and Jim are reconnecting. I like to see that. <laughs> I would throw a lock on the table in the mix too, man. A hundred percent. I think those right. are the table. salt of the earth people and, and just love everything I have every time I go there. Delia, our, our job is is getting tougher right now because you've got Lou, Pelican and Pig, Bastion, Eastside Bon Me. Um, what is this? Oh, the Capard seat, Mais de la Vida, Lachlan table. I can't wait for Lou. Have you guys Lou. I, I, yeah, I wrote down Lou. Do you, have you guys had the dumplings yet over at Peninsula? I have not yet. Super good. Did you have, had, Did you have them? I had their broth, and that was amazing. Yeah. So good. You can eat them on their own or with broth or with a little bit of chili crisp, a little chili crisp on top. So good. Uh, your wife just I completely in. agree with my wife here. I think this could James turn into just coach. a shout out to people who are amazing. Well, Jamie is is one of their bartenders, but also the pastry chef. And I think she's one of the most understated pastry chefs in this town. Really? I think the, she constantly produces some of the best desserts. Jamie Miller. I don't think I've ever table. Actually. I still remember one. Man, this was probably might have been a couple years ago, but it was like a uh, some sort of churro donut or cinnamon sugar donut. And she had popcorn and, and just the textural elements and the sauces on the plate were top notch. Awesome. I love it. Well, I just interviewed Hal and third time he was on the show for did a, he did one thing for the roundup and then he did he gave us his cornbread recipe a little while ago and then uh, did the full interview just last week um oh jason ellis jumping in here i gotta say his name two more times and i get that bonus we're almost there <laughs> jason ellis lira yes Herant is uh good good people man I haven't been over there in a long time. I need to go check them out. Who else you got, Jason? Jason Ellis. Jason Ellis. Yes. It's almost hard to keep up with how many restaurants are opening. Or, I mean, opening. yeah, it is. <laughs> I imagine. That's why we have you. Yes, and what we are going to do is we are going to pull these together. We're going to put together a top ten. We'll probably piss some people off, but... We are going to create a top 10 of the best restaurants in Nashville right now. And uh, we are looking forward to releasing the top five. The top five are going to release at the end of the month, and the other five will be out there too. But uh, top 10, the last episode of the month in two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. So this is a five-week month. So sorry, folks. 
All right. So, um, yeah, your wife just jumped in also that uh, Brian Lee Weaver. Uh, did you spell Brian right? Look at that. I was going to say, when you're talking about vegetables and tasting good, is he got me to eat um, the Cachoe Pepe turnips when I first moved here. That's like one of the best, most memorable dishes was him making me eat turnips and liking it. Um, just he's, he's killing it with the vegetable game, too. And then, of course, he's got Redheaded Stranger and there's Queso. And, that's and he's also a fellow Texas Rangers fan. That's, that's the point in my book. Rangers? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm an old Texas boy, too. I forgot that. Yeah. I'm an Angels fan, so I'm a, you know, that uh, American League West is. <laughs> All right. Oh, Aaron Disler jumps in. Bill's Sandwich Palace. Aaron, you may be letting us in on something new, man. I tried Mr. Aaron's goods last week and they his queso was fantastic. Yeah, he he when we were doing the uh the po boy pop up, he brought by some queso and um uh taco pasta. Dying for it, dying for that. Bring it back, Aaron, bring it back. What and tell us what Bill's Sandwich Palace is for before. Yeah, we want to know what Bill's Sandwich Palace is. Maybe we can talk about it next week. Uh, he says that uh, he loves the love. And his bagels. Oh, his bagels legit, too. I ate it at like 5 in the morning, so I got like a terrible picture because I was on the way to the airport. But Mr. Aaron's bagels. I got to get on the we bagels. Just, so many bagels popping up. I haven't had any of them. All the bagels. I know. We should do an episode next week where we just have chefs come on and give shout outs to their friends. You just want like a whole episode. We just say, jump on and just let's just all do. We'll do like a recognition episode where people can just come on and give shout outs to their favorite bartenders and their favorite like people. Yeah, and uh, it, it'll just be like a whole big gratitude episode. I like that. That's sort of what we were talking about earlier. This is not that big of an industry, right? So we can turn we're this into a happy part moment yeah we'll make it fun mm -hmm. all right so what have we learned today we've learned that uh mayor cooper is shady and uh, he's a liar and uh, we're waiting for more information we have learned that your oh, wife is... what's that greco jason walker greco there's another one Jason, you got anybody you want to uh, give a shout out to? Anybody out there? We're just reading them out. We're just doing it. You got anybody out there you want to you wanna highlight? We got like five more minutes. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that one got me excited. I love that. <laughs> you too. Heck yeah. Um, I just went, we just did the interview with Pat Martin. He was wearing a Greco shirt throughout the entire interview. I was like, I love it. Giving love. Pat, Pat's a good dude. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to get back to real live interviews in uh, another week. I'll start doing them next week. Who's coming next uh, week? I am not announcing it yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have like three months. I, I, it's you know what? I have a ton of gratitude for the people in this city right now, just chefs and people in the industry, because the people that are reaching out that want to be on the show that are talking, you know, hey, look, let's. Um, I love to be on the show. Love to talk to you. I want to tell my story. I want to talk about this. Like it's, I've had one person tell me no. 
Bev called and said, hey, would you like to be on the show? One person was like, no, I don't be on the show. I'm not going to announce who they are. Um, I'll just say that they're a dickhead. I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say no first because I was like, I don't like talking in front of people. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, little known story about Delia Joe Ramsey. We did two interviews. Mm-hmm. We did a full interview and then I called her back and I was like, I didn't like that interview. Can we do it again? She was like, Sure. So we did a whole nother interview. Yep. I'm going to have to play that first interview sometime just to see how bad it was. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've learned also that if you're at a restaurant and you're eating, you need to, um, if you don't like your food, it's not something that's good. Uh, Trey, Trey wrote the best. He had- he read the best one-star review. Uh, it was a little too long to put on our, our um, TikTok page. But I do have one of him on the TikTok page. But it, there's, a, there's a review. Oh, my God. I wonder if I could play it for you guys right here, right now. And there's a, he goes, so he, the, the thing starts off and he says, I'll put it on, I'm going to put it on Instagram later, Trey. And it's a, because uh, our server had zero personality but then our server, he goes, so you're telling me, I'm sorry, no person has zero personality, yet the server caused all of these things. So my zero personality server decided that she's going to ruin your meal with her zero personality. I, I don't understand how that works, lady. What's going on? It's, it's freaking hilarious. Uh, Trey, it's the best. But if you're in a restaurant, let them know if it's something you don't like. Restra- if it's an independently owned restaurant, I, mean, I don't know if they're going to do it on Charlie's, but if it's an independently owned restaurant, they're going to care. They want you to have a good experience. They want you to leave there happy and full. Please say something in a nice way. Hey, this just isn't agreeing with me, whatever it might be. And if you're in a situation where you're on a first date, you're with clients and you don't want to come across that way, please call the restaurant the next day and let them know what's going on. Um, more, more times than not, people are going to say, totally didn't mean that. Thank you for letting us know. And you know what? You're helping the restaurant by giving them that feedback. Going on Yelp and putting a scathing one-star review because you want something, just call the restaurant. Tell them what you want. I mean, it's much better than hurting their entire reputation during a pandemic. And people, we so many restaurants live on recommendations, especially guys downtown like Trey, where people are going downtown, they're staying downtown, and they're looking on Yelp to see where to go eat. And they see, you know, I, my favorite is when, when reviews start, forget all the five-star reviews. You're like, I don't know how this place has so many five-star reviews and wonderful comments. Like, maybe you should check yourself because <laughs> they're but obviously also, doing something also, right. Maybe it's just a personal thing. Maybe it wasn't your taste. Right. Yeah. That's, like, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Take a page right. from Blockbuster. Be kind. Rewind. <laughs> yes. Rewind that's the right. attitude. Reach out. He's uh, they try. So restaurants are trying. They're trying to do their best. Don't go to Yelp. Don't leave a terrible review. Take care of them. Uh, call them. Communicate effectively. And um, also, if you have a favorite, like all these people that are typing in their favorite restaurants, we would love to hear about them. Put together your own top ten list. Send it to me. Put it. Send us a DM on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. We're going to be putting up different things, asking for more feedback. We do have some criteria. Um, we're looking for the restaurants that have um, the best food, the best um, the best service, 
the best wine list, all of the the, the most ingenuity, kind of the, the restaurants that are doing the best job right now. That's what we're looking for. And we're going to put out a top 10 list at the end of every single month. Uh, and we have more plans, more plans for individual neighborhoods, best restaurant in East Nashville, best restaurant in West Nashville, best restaurant in Mount Juliet, best restaurant Hendersonville. We are going to be hitting all the areas uh, on our websites. We got lots of um, lots of fun stuff coming up and hopefully we're going to continue to talk about and promote our locally owned and operated restaurants here in town. Just the people that are doing a great job. Um, so thank you, Nick Gidry, for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, um, thank you for having me. It's always fun. We've, we've had, it's been so fun having these guest hosts on the roundup because it's like, we just get you for like an hour, two hours here, just kind of hanging out, talking shop. It's so much fun. Did you do that very often? Did you think of a, uh, Erica Waldron says, Hey there from Fort Pierce. Hi, Erica. How are you? We're, um, have you thought, did you think of a good sign off? For me? For, for the, no, for, uh, for Nick, did you think of a good sign off for the episode? Because we are about to wrap this whole thing up. Oh man, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, I so heads up, if you're going to be coming on the show to co-host on the roundup, you got to get your uh, you got to get your 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 sign off. So we will we'll we'll, we'll, get, we'll let you we'll let you start, Nick. Nick, we're going to end up this whole in front of my restaurant. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to be, be kind. Rewind. <laughs> there, you go. Uh, there you go. It's a good one. Oh, stay pretty, Music City, and remember you can still be pretty with your mask on. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching, all of you. Thank you for your comments. Um, we hope that you are staying safe, and uh, we love you guys. Bye.